Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Job 1. Job's character and wealth. There is a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless, upright, fearing God, and turning away from evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. His possessions also were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. And that man was the greatest of all the men of the East. His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one in his day. And they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When the days of feasting had completed their cycle, Job would send and consecrate them, rising up early in the morning and offering burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, Perhaps my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. He will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. 
Satan allowed to test Job. Now, on the day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans attacked and took them. They also slew the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and took them and slew the servants from with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and behold, a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they died. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. The book of Job um, is the first book of the section of the Bible that the Hebrews considered the books of wisdom. Um, But Job also is said to be the oldest story. Of course, creation would be first, and then following creation, you've got Job as the oldest story in the Bible. So this is something that's significant to really understand Um, especially when you talk about the traditions and and the preordained things that God has asked us to do, really. So looking at this with Job, Moses hasn't received the law yet. So Exodus hasn't taken place yet. And the stone tablets were not written on yet. Yet Job knew and understood the cycle of the days. He understood the power and the the importance of celebrating the Shabbat, Sabbath, on the seventh day. It wasn't written. It wasn't declared to him. He understood. He knew it. Also, Job understood the importance of and how to appropriately offer sacrifices to cover sin. And people just read over that and just keep on going because it falls in the Bible in order after all those things are received. But chronologically in time, the story really happened before then. And then there's some theologians who go and they say, well, that's just because Job is not a, an actual story. It's a made-up story. And it was made up by those people who have received the law. And that's just, that's trying to justify things. Just 
things, kingdom thinking does not necessarily make sense when you compare it directly with worldly thinking. And that's why so many people have an issue with it. But it doesn't stop the truth that God's way is better, period. So just accept it and deal with it. But God said, God said, let there be from creation. And in that creation, order came. And in that creation, um, also, God's desired ordinances were put forth from the beginning. In fact, in the book, the gospel of John, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God. Jesus is the word. And so prior to even living on the earth, Jesus still existed. Jesus is that law. And from the very beginning, Jesus was there. And the law existed as a, as a constant absolute. So that's important to know here. Another thing that's really important to know in Job is, is just looking at his possessions beforehand because it's going to become relevant in this story. Um, but he's got 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He's got quite a lot there. And then he also has 10 children with seven sons and three daughters. He's considered the wealthiest person in the land. And his response, so Satan gives that temptation and saying, or basically saying to God, of course he's sitting here. Look at, you're protecting him. If you did stop protecting him, maybe he'd, he'd uh, treat you differently. And God said very confidently, no, go ahead. You can mess with him all you want, but you can't lay a finger on him. So you can do whatever you want to everything around him, but you cannot touch him. Another point that's going to become relevant. But in the end, I don't know if I could react. I, I pray that I could react like Job. His entire world crumbled around him. And as one servant is giving him the news, another servant is already walking up behind him to give him the next bit of bad news. It was one after another after another that took all of his possessions, uh, all of his, that's what's considered wealth is, is your servants and your um, livestock and your animals and your family as well as your land. But all that came crumbling down in one moment of answering the door. He went to the door and was told that all of his animals, all of his servants, and all of his children, aside from the ones who came as messengers, are completely gone. Two acts of God and two neighboring um, nations. That's pretty fierce. And immediately... He tears his clothes in mourning, shaves his head in mourning, falls to the ground and worshiped God. 
in true worship of making himself completely vulnerable, totally giving up all authority and power to God, falling to the ground, and he said, blessed be your name. He's praising God. That's what we need to do. I've had bad days, but I don't think I've ever had a day. In fact, I can tell you confidently, I've never had a day that seemed as extreme as what Job experienced. But in those rough days, can you fall to your ground? Can you fall to the ground, to on your face, and praise God? Father, thank you for this example that you've given us, that even when times are tough, we should come to you in praise. We should come to you in, in giving you the honor you deserve. Knowing deep down, you had nothing to do with these obstacles, circumstances, or failures, or anything that took place in our day. And yes, you do have the power to stop any of it. But sometimes bad things happen to good people. And even though it doesn't make sense, we must trust you, Father. I pray that we could have the courage to trust and to know no matter what, your way is better. Your plan is better. Help us to be faithful in our reaction to whatever happens in our lives. When the enemy comes and attacks, we should know that we have the full authority given to us by you. And we're not to sit and just watch as it happens. We're supposed to, we're supposed to combat in the authority of the heavens. We're supposed to, to prayerfully combat with the authority of Jesus Christ. And in his name, Father, I declare victory. Even in what seems like a worldly loss, I declare kingdom victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.